Hola, hello, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Promises Behavioral Health. Promises is a family of mental health and addiction treatment centers based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, they're ready to help you or your loved one stay committed and achieve your promise of recovery. Uh, now, there's a lot of places out there you can reach out to for help. How do you know who you can trust? How do you know uh, who you can get some good information from that's legitimate? Uh, that's where Promises comes in. Uh, they have highly trained staff members throughout a variety of treatment centers. So you got options all over the place. Uh, and in addition to that, they're good people. They care. Many of them have family and friends in recovery themselves, so they get it. And uh, I couldn't recommend a better place than Promises. And here's how you can learn more about some treatment options near you or uh, reach out for help for some uh, questions that you need answered. You can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash soberguy. They've created a great uh, page over there for our partnership. You can see uh, some, some photos on there as well as get some information on uh, what you can do from there. Uh, if you don't want to go to promisesbehaviorhealth.com slash sober guy and you want to just call, uh, you can do that at 888-205-1890. That's 888-205-1890. Tell them that you heard about them from that Sober Guy podcast. Uh, all right, I have a few announcements. I want to provide you guys with some resources. Uh, obviously, a lot of things have changed in the last couple of weeks, and we've been hitting on them here and there. Uh, and by the way, I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with my buddy Mark Saratella. I had some good feedback from that. Um, you know that it was a little bit. It, it was a. It was a refreshing reminder of a little bit of comedy. We talked some recovery, but. We had a good time and we lightened it up a little bit. And so I hope you guys enjoyed that. If you haven't heard it, be sure and go back and do that. That's uh, episode 312, I think, with uh, comedian Mark Saratella, a good friend of mine. Um, let me give you a couple of these resources real quick. And then we're going to get to uh, our sponsor, Sponsee Chat today, man. Uh, I have Buddy C joining us. And, uh, you know, I was thinking yesterday, we usually meet Thursday mornings. And I said, man, like, you know, what the heck? Why don't we just get on and, and, uh, and just chat a little bit like we normally would? And, uh, and, and really, um, hopefully show some people out there who ha never have had a sponsor or are thinking about getting one. They just don't know how to go about it. Uh, maybe they can get some insight into what, uh, what a, what a conversation might look like and, uh, give a little info on and background on that. So, uh, first online daily AA meetings, um, a lot of clubhouses are closed. People are scrambling. Uh, it's so important to stay connected. Here's what you can do. Every night at 6 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Eastern, you can go to www.zoomaameetings.com and you can jump right in there. Just download the Zoom app and you can get to a meeting. That's every night until further notice. There's a lot of good people in there. It's a great community, so I encourage you to do that. Um, also promises has their alumni communities. My buddy Patrick from promises heads this up. Uh, there's a bunch of online meetings all throughout the day. Uh, that community is called rooted. Uh, it's for people in all forms of recovery, no matter where you're from or what you're recovering from. Uh, you can go to promisesbehavioralhealth.com slash rooted. There's a calendar on there and it'll give you meeting times. It'll give you meeting links. Uh, and you can click on that and check those out too. Um, also one thing I wanted to mention every Friday, uh, as of right now, you can check out the TFH men's group and the TFH men's podcast. I, uh, help 
host this podcast and this men's group discussion on Friday nights with uh, my buddy, Pastor Tim Nally, and we usually bring a guest on. We do a live feed uh, through Zoom, and uh, there's anywhere from 70 to over 100 guys we've had in the last couple of weeks show up, so we do about 30 minutes of a topic, and then we open it up and let people ask questions, uh, create discussion. Uh, it's really a great group. It's a great way to, uh, to stay connected, and uh, of course, we're going to get going here in just a second. I just want to say one last thing. Stay connected. That's the biggest thing in this. Um, we're all in this thing together. There is, uh, there's, no, there's no perfect way to do it. And uh, I just want to encourage you guys to stay positive, stay focused, and don't let this thing isolate you any more than it has to. And we got to adjust and, and, and use some of this digital format uh, in order to do so. So uh, let's, uh, let's get to this podcast and we'll get rolling here. Here we go. That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. You can check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, at realthatsoberguy, and on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. Make sure you go on the Instagram page and check out Cash. I hashtagged it, Schnitzel. As we were riding our skateboards and uh, the little buddy crashed and uh, the skateboard came up and knocked him right in the old wiener. <laughs> and it's a pretty funny 13 second video that I posted on there if you want a quick laugh. So go go check that out at Real That Sober Guy uh, on Instagram. I got Buddy C here today and uh, always an honored to have him on. He's doing some great work. He's, help, he's helping to head up. Uh, this daily online AA meeting that I mentioned uh, before. So what's up, buddy? How are you, man? Doing well, my friend. How about yourself? I'm doing good. It's a beautiful early morning here in Northern California. And uh, yeah, I mentioned in the uh, in the quick intro, you know, we usually meet on these mornings um, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit before, but I thought, man, like, why don't we just get together and have a good little conversation and, and uh, record it and uh, see where it goes. Cool. Well, our conversation usually starts with, so what happened this week? How are you doing? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. new? Where are you at spiritually? What can I help you with? Mm. Yep. That's that's uh, it's a good place to start. I always feel like it usually starts with me apologizing for being late lately. <laughs> and I was late today. So <laughs> See how that goes? I mean, you know, we're not perfect, dang it, but uh, we're, uh, you know, we're trying our best. I guess that's important, but yeah, right. you're, you're, uh, you're definitely good about that. What can I help you with? Um, what's going on? We usually, uh, we usually kind of try to keep it in the moment. And that's one thing that I like. There's never really an agenda. Obviously we're, we're, we're staying in the book as much as we can. And we're, yeah, we're working through what we're almost through the 12th step i think aren't where did we finish the 12th step well i think we're just we're, about we're close, through it close yeah, to the end on yeah, the 12 and 12 we're reading through together so usually about once a month we'll sit on zoom and read together yeah you know and make some progress there and we kind of just go with the flow you know because we went through all the steps yeah and now we're finishing up 12 and then we'll move on to some other uh literature of some type yeah. after that whatever kind of book you want to read but it's kind of you know, we kind of go with the flow and it, it works for us. Now I have other sponsees that we read strictly every week. We're reading something we're doing, you know, it's more structured than with you, with you, it kind of flows, you know, and it's just different for everyone, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that's a good, uh, that's a good point. It's different for everyone. And obviously there's some, there's some foundational things that, um, that, 
you know, I, I feel are imperative in my own recovery, you know, step work, having a sponsor, having connection, um, having a community of people and stuff. But that said, I think it does it's a little bit different for everybody. Like everyone's recovery program is not the same, even though there's those foundational things. And I think being able to kind of adjust to that and I've kind of learned and, and I still am learning and continue to uh, have to adjust different things, you know, to, uh, to stay focused. But um, I like the fact that we're in the moment. I think being the way that we kind of work together keeps us in, and it reminds me of that because I can, uh, I can have that future tripping or that agenda driven brain sometimes, and it kind of can mess, mess things up for me. So that helps. Uh, is, is it okay if I cuss once? Sure. Can I cuss once? <laughs> please you do. Know, <laughs> you, yeah, please do. You want me to cuss. I know. Just, just once. <laughs> Make you feel better about yours, right? That's exactly. Misery loves company. Only one okay. time. <laughs> All right. It's future fucking what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it could very well be. It is because every time you get off in the future, that's exactly what you do with your futures. You screw it up, yeah, you know, every yeah. time. Yep. And, uh, you know, we always, with everyone, I always work the steps as quickly as I can because it's the steps that give relief. That's what gave me relief. Yeah. was working the steps. It wasn't just going to meetings. It wasn't just doing other things. It was actually working the steps, getting rid of my resentment so I could have this contact with this God of my misunderstanding, then <laughs> yeah. I could have get rid of all of my issues with the people around me so I could love people because I hear that God, I don't understand through the people around me. So yeah. if I have no relationships with other people, I, I very rarely hear God. Yeah. So that's where my strength is, is through this body that I help because I'm part of that body. So when I help them, I'm helping me. Mm. So that's how I find God, you know, find everything I need from helping others really, uh, when it gets right down to it. And so I, I, I learned to work the steps and then uh, normally we go through the traditions after that. So we'll probably go to the traditions in the 12 and 12, read through them and understand them. Then we read all kinds of different books. I've read everything from the history of, uh, I'm reading the history of the short history of Chinese philosophy, which is 300 pages with one guy. <laughs> Really? And all the way to reading Richard Rohr to uh, reading the whole big book all the way through all the stories. It just depends on who they are and what they want to yeah. focus on, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, back, back to the point, everyone's a little different. Everything's a little different. We don't have to box ourselves in to one uh, area, even though, you know, and I say that kind of with this caveat, like a lot of us, and or if I just speak for myself, I have that foundation set. I know where my, where my roots are and what you know, what works for me, but I also love exploring and trying out new, new things and reading new things and learning new things and stuff too. So, I mean, that's, that's a really big, uh, important one. One thing I wanted to ask you about, I was just, I was just kind of thinking about was step 11 sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for the knowledge of his will, uh, for us and the power to carry that out. Um, one thing, so there's, there's actually two things in that. And I'm wondering if I just, well, let's, let's stick with this. So when I'm relying on God, um, in, in the past and, and in the present, I guess it's sometimes, some, sometimes too, um, I can tend to complicate things. And one thing that you taught me that I've, that I've always held on to is simplifying that if I, if I'm practicing, you know, true faith in God and I'm trying to, um, 
let him drive the bus and me sit in the back versus trying to sit in the passenger seat or trying to drive, when I'm practicing that, all I need to be doing is praying every day for God to show me his will for me and the power to carry that out. And that's it. And I found that when I'm able to do that and stay in that uh, type of mindset, it relieves all stress. It relieves all pressure. It really, uh, you've talked a lot about us depending on God as a child depends on their father or their mother. And so when I can do that, man, my, my recovery is, is, is so much easier. Does that make sense? It does. I remember the first time I started seeing that I was out for lunch with my sponsor. I, we went and ate lunch every Friday mm-hmm. and we were eating lunch and I heard someone beside me bless the food, pray mm-hmm. over the food. And I listened to what they prayed. Couldn't help it. Yeah. And I was sitting there listening <laughs> and I thought everything they said was for them. God do this mm-hmm. for me, this for me, this for me, this for me, you know, check, 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 you know, yeah. do this, do this, do this, do this, you know? Uh, and I thought, is that how I'm really supposed to, is that how I sound when I pray? And I was just learning this idea that the only things I pray for is the knowledge of God's will and the power to do whatever that is. Yeah. And I said, Hmm, let me try today praying nothing for me other than that. Mm. And my prayer got super short way before I learned about meditation. This was years and years ago. Yeah. And I have my Christian friends I meet with on Wednesdays. And I, I told my Christian friends, as my wife calls them, I said, uh, why don't we try today not praying anything for ourselves?" And they couldn't do it. Really? They couldn't they're do it. Taught, they're, they're taught that you, you pray all this stuff for you. You know, mm. that's, how, that's how I learned in church and all. And, and I was never taught this idea that I didn't have to add to, I didn't have to instruct God on how to take care of me. Yeah. I thought I had to instruct God, you he's, know, he's God. Yeah. Yeah. So he's God. So yeah. it, it kind of changed everything for me. It gave me an ease and a peace that everything is like it should be. And God knows what I need way before I know. I don't even know what I need. Yeah. Well, that's spring that, that there's another little branch to that tree that you mentioned too, is in the fact of, um, when something's bothering me, if I'm angry, if I'm fearful, if I'm upset, if I'm just really pissed off you always say well it looks like you need to go help someone else it looks like you need to go pray for someone uh you know that maybe is struggling with something similar than than you are because what that does is it takes me out of my own self now i'm having to serve somebody else now i'm having to think about we're selfish people by nature human nature are selfish human beings and so that's been a huge um a huge battle for me. And I know for a lot of other people out there in trying to just stay conscious of the fact that, you know, man, when I was drinking still and using drugs, man, the selfishness factor level was just, you know, through the roof, everything was about me. And so just cause I quit drinking, that's still there. So there's a ton of work to be done in that too. And, and I think maybe this may be a good little transition into into step twelve too. Something else I wanted to point out, and and you can stop me at any time if you if you had something so you don't forget or whatever. But having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. There's something recently that you said when we met that uh, 
that that really a light bulb went off and that is the difference of the two sides of the program so you have the you have the work and then you have the fellowship there's two separate parts and i in my own opinion i don't think well i think that it's really really hard um if you have one without the other now it doesn't have to be perfect because mine's definitely not but you know and that made a lot of sense to me i don't know any thoughts on that or anything yeah, I think, well, first of all, what you were talking about, about being disturbed. Mm-hmm. For me, I have found that the first thing I need to do is realize I have a part in that disturbance. It's if someone else is disturbing me, it's really me that's disturbing me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> OK, there's something in me that needs to change if I'm disturbed. And if I look at that disturbance deep enough. I'm going to see a fear behind it. So if I can get down to whatever the fear is that's behind my disturbance, surrender that fear, then I can get over to the disturbance. Because if I'm disturbed, you know, we find that that person, place, or thing I'm disturbed at is really just reflecting back something in me. Always, 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 because I can't control what other people do. I can only look at my response and and learn how to surrender more in my life so that I don't have to get disturbed at these things. It doesn't mean that I don't get angry or get, you know, get upset at times, but I don't have to really be disturbed. Like there's danger, but I don't have to have this deep seated fear about things. So I, I can be at a place of peace regardless of what's going on. I had a good conversation with a friend of mine yesterday and he was really struggling um, with the fact he, he was reading some stuff um, where people were just hammering on the program. It doesn't work. It's mm-hmm. massage or it's uh, I forgot what, what, uh, what he said exactly, but basically it's geared towards men only. It's only mm-hmm. for men, you know, and he, and he, and he was really pissed off about this and, and I understand where he was coming from. He's, you know, he was saying like, man, I have so many, I have so many uh, female friends that the the program saved their life. And he's really upset about this kind of stuff, you know, and uh, we were kind of chatting or whatever. And it's similar thing. It's like that kind of stuff is out of our control. Like we can't control that. So we're actually choosing to be pissed off about it. Right. (laughs) And maybe it's, maybe it's being, maybe it's an excuse to be pissed off or we, or we want to be angry or we want an excuse for something, you know, it's, well, we get tools to use that help us in those situations. I have, we had one of those situations this week on that uh, uh, Zoom AA meeting that you were talking about, yeah. the meeting that we do every night at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Um, we were Zoom bombed mm. uh, Friday, Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. So I told you about that, didn't I? You uh, did. And we, we were, I mean, we had all these kids come in and they were, they were typing like, vulgar stuff in the chat and they were yelling and screaming and i had no idea how what to do about it so we got it under control it took about 10 or 15 minutes but we got it handled and everybody was upset and i i told everybody i said listen they didn't do that to you Mm -hmm. you can't take this personally anyone who would have been here in this meeting would have experienced this they didn't pick you out and say we're going to go to the meeting that Buddy is at, and we're going to attack Buddy. Nobody attacked Buddy. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't personal. The meeting. 
So all of a sudden, I felt the whole room just kind of lift a little bit. Huh. You know, I said, they didn't do this to you. Don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. And the next day, I was thinking about it, and I said, how can I find gratitude in this Zoom bombing? Because I had no idea if anybody would even show up the next night after all, because it really disturbed the meeting. And I said, wait a minute, I can be grateful that it didn't happen the night before when Gigi Langer was our speaker and we had 70 people there. Yeah. Oh, I can be real grateful it didn't happen the night before. I can be grateful that I wrote a whole list of things to do that I distributed all over, including to the folks at AA as to what to do when this happens Mm. to shut it down in a matter of a couple of minutes or less. Yeah. I said, I'm grateful that it happened to us instead of someone else so that we could experience it. I could put this together and get it out so other people could benefit because it's happening to other meetings around on zoom. So, and I had, I did not find all this information online. I found some things, but not all the details as to really how to shut it down in the moment, like what we had to do. So yeah, uh, there's several key things to do and you can shut it down really quick, but just knowing those things. So I was, I found some gratitude and it just left the whole thing left, you know, cause I tried it first. I said, how can I send kindness to these people? Like I, I can't do that right now. I'm not there, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I said, well, let me start with gratitude. Can I find gratitude? Because I can usually find gratitude in some way. And I, and I did, I separated myself from it. Then I started looking for gratitude. And I found some. So for me, uh, these tools that we learn that, that we share with other people, like I'm sharing those tools with you on a regular basis, then you're going to share them with someone else. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to share them with someone else. That's just how this program works. And it's not really to improve the lives of the people around us. It's improves our life. And in turn, it does improve the lives of all the people around us. Mm -hmm. It's all for us still. Yeah. That positivity, that, uh, that attitude of gratitude spreads like a wildfire, just as a negative attitude and, uh, you know, uh, just nastiness, that kind of crap can spread too, like wildfire. So it's like you, you're kind of choosing what you're putting out, you know, it's powerful stuff, uh, real quick. So I don't forget to moms, uh, she used the, uh, uh, the, the checklist that you put together. So she wanted me to tell you, thank you for that. She really oh, appreciated cool. it. Cause she's on a lot of zoom calls too. I also forward it to our pastor, to pastor Tim, uh, for our zoom calls. They they're doing a ton through the church right now. So hopefully and, and that's a good example of that, right? We just kind of pat, we're passing it on down We're we're playing our part. We're little tiny pieces to this huge, massive pu- uh, puzzle and, and we're trying to kind of fit in somewhere and do the best we can to help and, and serve others. And I, I know when I'm doing that, man, it's, uh, it's just a bit smoother. <laughs> and I, you know, we're all parts of this body. Yeah. And so mm. when I help you, I'm really helping me because if I help another part of the body, if I feed another part of the body, I'm feeding me. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's so good. that's really for me how it works. If I'm, if I'm thinking about it, you know, in a more spiritually fit way. Let's, uh, I, I wanted to, to backtrack just a little bit. You talked about taking things personal. Um, you know, I can tend to do that. I've gotten, I've gotten a bit better at it for sure. Um, but I think it's just in our nature to take things personal because we're selfish. It goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier. We're selfish human beings by nature. 
we tend to take things personal. Our minds go wild and it's really hard to, uh, to separate that kind of mind from, from soul. Um, like how do you kind of deal with some of that stuff? I know you meditate a lot. Um, you know, you have some tools that you use, but have you, have you continued to have to work on like not taking things personal? All not of off? the time. <laughs> Cause me too. <laughs> I said, I yeah. only cuss once. So I've already cussed my one. <laughs> you only get one. <laughs> yeah. All of the time. Mm-hmm. The one thing that really helped me with that was meditation mm. because in meditation, I learned that I am not my thoughts. So the first place I started making that separation was with my thoughts. So that when I am standing in front of the refrigerator, wanting something sweet to eat after dinner, because my mind's telling me I'm having this thought that I need something sweet. uh, The first time I realized that, Hey, this is just a thought. I don't have to think about, I, I don't have to act on this. Just like when I'm meditating, I can let thoughts pass. Yeah. I can let this thought pass. So I am not this thought. So I started separating myself, being the observer of everything. And then I started learning the same thing about actions and others, other people's actions toward me are no different than a passing thought. Mm. They're not me either. I don't have to take those things personal either. But all that started from meditation. And really, it's more of learning to be in the moment Yeah, and learning that from A Course in Miracles, I saw that my life that I'm seeing out here is a projection. I used to think what was happening out here was determining how I felt inside. Like, I, you know, if things were bad, my situations were bad, then I was going to have a bad day. Got it. Yeah. But what I realized was it's really the reverse that... I can, I'm actually seeing out here what I'm, what I'm producing in here in my, in my, uh, in, in my brain, what I'm producing in my mind is what I'm seeing outwardly. It's not the opposite. Like I used to think it was. Which those thoughts so, are powerful. That's, that's what, I mean, the, the, yeah, the it's a projection. Is, the world's yeah. a projection of what we're producing in our mind. Like our minds, this projector projecting it out. Um, Love is Letting Go of Fear is a really good little book that talks about that. Uh, Gerald Japowski's the guy that wrote it, and a really good little book. Uh, and it actually a book I read with a sponsee. Uh, hmm. And the world is just, it's like you're watching a film that's being produced by your mind. That's why three different people can have the same situations happen and react three different ways. Yeah is because it's how they're interpreting what's going on. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, not determined beforehand yeah. that you've got to react a particular way. So we have a choice, in other words. We, exactly, and, exactly. And, and, I, and I would would argue, too, God gave us free will for that. Mm-hmm. that we're, we're free to choose which way we're going to go, how we're going to act, how we're going to respond. Um, so at the end of the day... Um, that kind of so this is this is actually a perfect segue. I love how this happens. So in in uh, transitions daily today, uh, in the big book, page sixty four, one of the quotes in there said, "So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourselves." And the alcoholic is an extreme example of self will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. So that's perfect because everything we do at the end of the day, what's our part in it? 
what's my part in this situation? Even if someone wronged me, I still played a part in it. So I need to become aware of that and start to think about that a little bit. But we have a choice, right? Exactly. We always have a choice. And before I thought I had no choices. I thought I was just a victim of whatever my life was producing when it was really the opposite going on. Yeah. I was causing all of that and I could change, I could change what I was doing Yeah, and come at life from a different vantage point and change everything. Yeah. Change everything. I don't have to react to life. I can accept life as life is. I can have bad circum, what I think are bad circumstances happen and be okay with them because it's life. Yeah. Rain well, falls on the just and the unjust. Well, Doesn't like, mean you've got to, it's got to destroy you. Yeah. That's kind of like what, like what's going on right now being uh, stuck at home, right? Or, you know, in, in inside the house, we're doing everything from home right now. So there's, I'm working from the garage, right? Office slash garage, whatever, kind of converted it. Um, Jess is teaching the kids inside, you know, and she's still trying to handle clients and, and she's not really working right now, but she's still, you know, trying to manage her, um, her work for when she's ready to go back and then trying to be a mom and a teacher and a wife and the kids are going stir crazy and we get out too. I mean, we get out on walks and stuff, but there's not a whole lot we can do. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of positivity. Like I'm, I'm very grateful that I still have a job and that we're able to be together. We spent a lot of great time together, but even so, even with all that and the, 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 the attitudes have been pretty dang good at the end of the day yesterday, I had a, I had a long day. I was pretty busy yesterday in, in just kind of getting after it. And by the end of the day, like six o'clock, um, I was going to barbecue and I did end up barbecuing, but man, I was just so irritated. I was just so like, I couldn't like, and the kids were having fun and they were running around and like, I don't know if it was my scent. Like I just felt like sensory overload kind of and, and stress and worry and fear and all, all this stuff started coming up. And, um, man, I gotta say, if it wasn't for like some of the training that we've done and tools that I have, like, I really probably would have freaked out and just been a complete asshole. There's, there's one of my curse words for now. Is that really a curse word? They say asshole on tell it is. Okay. Okay. It is. All right. Well, I, that's, that's how I could have. Your pastor would not approve he of would it. Not. So it, it I, no, I know. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, pastor Dave, is it pastor Dave? Is that pa right? Pastor Dave's our lead pastor. Pastor Tim is uh, the men's. Uh, I don't men's think you'd hear pastor Dave or pastor Tim say oh, that from the pulpit. So. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they might want to, they, they they'd refrain. Maybe an old sure. Testament quote about a mule, but that would be about it. <laughs> That's funny, man. Uh, but no, but I mean, I, I could have, I could have easily went there and I, and I almost, I almost did. I was getting irritated. I was doing this one real, real quick. Cause this is kind of funny. I was, I was walking around the house as I was waiting for a steak to barbecue and, uh, I was mumbling to myself, the socks, because there's a sock in one corner and there's a, there's a, a crayon on the floor in the other and there's food, you know, on the, in this area. And so I was kind of doing that, you know, oh, you, you know, your, your mom cleans and this and that. And I was just getting irritated and it, it had nothing to do with any of that stuff. The bottom line was I'm feeling some fear right now. I'm a little scared mm -hmm. on what's going on. I'm a little stir crazy. I'm in this situation where we can't really do anything. Um, and I'm grateful where we're at, 
But at the same time, um, you know, all of that stuff was coming out because I'm scared, you know? And so I'm really trying to deal with some of that stuff in, um, you know, consciously and not let my mind take over and take it personal. And then really the anger comes out in fits of rage, you know, like, man, it, I'm, I'm very grateful that I have that kind of stuff, but it's so easy to slip into that if you're not staying plugged in, you know? Yeah. For me, the first tool that I can use is to bring it to the moment because in the moment, there's not that much to worry about. Yeah. Most of the time, you know, they're not kicking me out of my house today. Yeah. They've got a moratorium on rent and mortgage. So I'm okay with that. I don't have to worry about that. Now, when the payment's due and I have to deal with that, that's later. I don't, I don't have to think about that right now. I'm doing everything I can do in the moment. Yeah. So I can put that worry off. I don't have to think about that at the moment. Not to say it's not a need, but mm -hmm. it's not a need I have to be concerned with right now. I have my power zone. I have food to eat. So what is there really in this very moment for me to worry about? Nothing really when I think about it. In the moment. You're saying. In the moment. Yeah, in the moment. And, you know, the interesting, interesting thing with that is my fear is normally in yesterday with guilt and shame <laughs> yeah. or tomorrow yeah. with worry and uh, messing up the future. You know, it's rarely in the moment, <laughs> rarely in the moment. You know, yeah. and, and the flip of that, if we're moving toward love, you can't love people in yesterday or tomorrow either. You only love mm. people in the moment. Yeah, that's good. So you're only loving in the moment and your fear is usually in yesterday or tomorrow. Yeah. So that's even more of a reason to stay in the moment. That's funny. You don't ever tell anybody, I'm going to love the shit out of you yesterday. Right. <laughs> I'm going to love you tomorrow. Or wait till tomorrow. I'm <laughs> going to love, love you, you tomorrow. <laughs> you wait till tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. Gonna, I'll yeah. love you. <laughs> no, love is in the moment. That's good. Yeah. It's always in the moment. So, and fear is very rarely in the moment. There's very rarely am I afraid this very second. Yeah. I was afraid. So if I can do that first, and if I have fear, we don't want to resist the fear. What I learned to do with fear is acknowledge I have it, not resist it. Like when you're, when I'm angry about something, I learned this. It was really interesting. I was reading a book by, um, uh, David Hawkins, uh, letting go uh, the Pathway to Surrender. Very good book. Very good. I'd recommend it for anyone. It really helps to do the first three steps. Uh, it's Letting Go the Pathway to Surrender, David Hawkins. Um, he talks about anger and you have to acknowledge the anger, acknowledge the fear and not resist it and let yourself feel it, feel it. And it'll just go away because the power we give it is by resisting feeling it. So it makes it stronger when we resist it. So I remember it was January and my accountant, I was thinking about my taxes, which I never do my taxes until August anyway, because mm. I always file extensions. Yeah. But I'm sitting there thinking about how he's going to screw me this year. <laughs> I can't cuss again. I've already cussed my one time. Okay. So he's going to screw me. He's go I'm going to fight him over money. And yeah. I'm getting mad in January, <clears throat> sitting here at my desk, right? For no reason about something is going to happen in August. In August, yeah. And I said, oh, and I, and I said, I've got an opportunity to apply what was in the book. You know, I said, okay, I am mad at, and I said, my accountant's name. I said, yeah. I'm mad at, 
I think he's going to screw me come August on my taxes. And I sat there for a second and it started going away. Mm. I'm like, wait a minute. It went away that fast. And within like three seconds, it was just leaving. Yeah. You could feel and I was it. like, so I sit around and I would have been mad all day long at him. Yeah. And when all I had to do was just stop fighting, being mad for a second, mm. stop resisting it and let it go and surrender it. Yeah. Yeah. Surrender it. That's a good one. We had that topic of surrender in, uh, in one of the meetings. Was it this week or last week? I think it was last week. Mm-hmm. Just yes. giving it up, you know, get, giving up the fight. Um, that's the thing about recovery. The, the big gift for me in recovery is the powerlessness, which the, the strength that comes in weakness. Yeah. Because I'm trying to do something I'm not designed or equipped to do. When I can surrender and turn my will and my life over to God's care, which is the whole point of the program anyway to me. Yeah. Is being able to do that more in more areas of my life until like practicing this in all of our affairs, like the 12th step talks about. Yeah. That's turning my, not only my will, but everything I'm concerned about over to the care of God. That's, that's where the real peace is. That's where the real relief is, you know, and just being available. That's all, that's all this life is about for me is, okay, God, I'm available right now. What do you have for me to do? And just be ready. And when God shows up, you just do whatever's in front of you to do. Yeah. Put the next and it's foot really, forward. That, that's where the peace and joy is. Hmm. And you can do that in whatever you're doing. You can do that in your hourly job. You can go to work. You can say, okay, God, I'm here to serve. I'm here to do your will, but I'm, I'm getting paid to work and work your job and work it as if you're working it for God. Yeah. Okay. When you have interactions with people, it's what can I do for you, not what can I get out of you, you know, yeah. <laughs> you well, know, yeah, what, that kind of thing. Well, for, for a lot of us, that was our only mentality for so long, you know, when, when we were drinking and out there running amok, it was, what can I get out of this for me? Like, how is this going to benefit me? Yes, oh, because you thought it was up to you to take care of yourself. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, totally. I'm the now, everybody was going to screw you and you had to get your part. <laughs> That's so funny. I know a couple of people still like everyone's out to get them. <clears throat> you know, everybody, every oh this mother, you know, and he this and she that and that's back to playing our part, right? Like what is our part in this? Well, I think that's on when, the when we can flip that around and make every, and every interaction really it's one of two ways it's either what can i do for you or what can i or what can you do for me yeah every interaction if it's with your kids with your wife with your work riding in the car down the road get out of my way mf cuz i've got places to be <laughs> yeah you know i mean everything is that way for me it's either one or the other it's never neutral hardly yeah. It's always one way or the other. Just taking so with stuff everything. out. Taking it out on other people, other things, you know, because we're not working through. That's, you know, that's a that's the one thing I, I really try to um, share with people about. And I, I always try to keep it my own experience, right? Number one, because that's only fair. Number two, you can't tell me I'm wrong because it's my experience. 
Exactly. That's the great <laughs> but, thing about the way we approach recovery. We yeah. don't re- approach it from advice. Yeah. It's always, this is how it worked for me. This is what I did. Well, you do what you want to with it, but this is what I did, you know? And and that's that's kind of what I try to share with people is like that, like, man, the, the drinking and, and this would save so many people so much time. I feel like if, if they could just wrap their brain around this, like I did, like I was not able to at the time, but it's so much less about the drinking. Like, yeah, obviously there's a drinking problem. It's, it's a pro it's an issue, no doubt. But if I just take the drinking away, I'm still stuck with Shane Raymer. And if I'm not working on Shane Raymer, the same shit that I was doing before is going to come out regardless if I'm drinking or not. So the program, you know, whatever program it is that anyone's working 12 step or a men's group, whatever it is, whatever you're doing to better yourself. Um, that's, that's where the growth comes in. It's not just because we quit drinking. Like there's so much things we have and it's not for me, it hasn't been about learning more. It's about unlearning all the crap that I, that I, it's ingrained in my mind. I mean, I'm still doing it and I'll probably do that till the day I die, you know, but the, the, the program aspect of it, and maybe this goes back into the part that I mentioned before in step 12, the difference between the program and the fellowship, like there's two different, two different sides to it. You, you know, I practice AA, but AA is not the only way to quit drinking and have a, have a happy life. Uh, but I think that any program that would work, I know, I know for me, it had to have three elements, Hmm. an element of trusting something greater than myself, uh, to do this for me, uh, an element of cleaning up my relationship with whatever that power is and my relationship with other people around me. Yeah. And then an element of service. It had to have those three things. And in AA, you'd say, trust God, clean house, help others. Mm. So it has to have those three focuses, no matter how. For me, yeah. that's what would work. Just self-help or self-improvement did not work for me. It may work for other people, which is great if it does. But that that would that did not work for me. Um, so that's not my experience. So I can't share that. Yeah. I can only share what happened and worked for me. Uh but we can get to this place of ease, Shane, which is where we all want to be, this place of peace, of neutrality. And that really comes from surrender, from knowing that this fight is not up to us. Yeah, It's just up to us of letting go and being willing to trust this power greater than ourselves to help us with whatever's going on in life and to really know that there's a better way. There's a better way to live that, that our job is not what we think it is. Mm. Our job uh, is to love and serve. And if we learn to do that, then the rest of it falls into place for me. Yeah. It always yeah. does. Yeah. Try, what's the what's the saying? Try harder. Or you always hear people say, like, I got to do more. Yeah. Try harder. It's like, maybe I do just better. To, do better. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I just need to not work harder, do, do better was what I always heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's the sounds stressful. <laughs> and and here we would say my do better broke, you know. Yeah. <laughs> my do better quit working. <laughs> hey, I got to show you this real quick. Check this out. <sighs> I see you got your wall of cash uh covered up for work. What is that? What is it? Yeah, you you're black behind you. You don't oh, have yeah. Johnny Cash I, stuff out. Well, yeah, cuz I I moved the table around. We did the the TFH uh yeah. I thought Live your corporate work one. may have uh, got in the way of no, that. No, it's it's working okay though, but I just haven't been able to move it around yet. But you know, it's uh, it's just that 
solid background, I guess. But um, you know, what I, did you? I'm sorry. What did you hold up? Well, real quick, I just that? wanted to say while I mentioned that, I think I forgot to give that out. So if anyone wanted to see the Friday night uh, men's group meeting, you got to go to facebook.com slash tfh.org, or you can just go in and, and just search uh, TFH men's or tfh.org on Facebook, and they'll have the link in the in the uh, uh, area there that you can click on or whatever. But I was holding hey, hey, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what? The cherry pie? Oh, it's a cherry pie. Okay. <laughs> can you see that or no? This is I, the emergency. I can, no, I can't. I can't see it. I can't see what's oh. written on it. Oh, there we go. Emergency cherry pie. Okay. <laughs> I think I mentioned this in one of the podcasts Man. last week, but Lucy brought that to me one day. I was a little stressed out. And her and Jess went to the store and she came back out and she goes, she had it behind her back. She goes, I have something for you, Dad. And I said, What? She, here you go, a cherry pie. <laughs> so I haven't eaten it yet. I've had it's been there That's for sweet. two weeks. It was really nice of her. Yeah, but uh, emergency cherry pies. You know, you never know. Never know. When oh, you're I don't want to forget. Yeah, uh, you're you're sharing. You're still sharing your uh, story Saturday night, right? I am. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, if you guys want to hear Shane's story, zoomaameetings.com, and I'll get you to put a link to the flyer in the notes yeah. if you can. Yeah. Oh, I can do that. Uh, let's see. Let's a link to the flyer. Um, uh, I'll give you a flyer for the meeting. Oh, got it. And I can. Put and then it if in anyone there. need, if anyone has a place they could uh, share that flyer, like we taped it to the doors of all the clubhouses around Atlanta. Oh wow! Okay. Because people were going to the clubhouse looking for a meeting. Yeah. And the clubhouses didn't have all their meetings set up yet. Yeah. And we got people who needed meetings that day that were able to come to the meeting, and we had they'd say in the meeting, "Thank you for posting this. We needed a meeting and." We had nowhere to go. Oh, man, that's awesome. So if anyone has a, a, a clubhouse in their town that shut down, um, I'd welcome you to tape a flyer up of this yeah. meeting that we do every night at 9 p.m. Eastern. That uh, It's a, just an open AA meeting. Right now we're working the steps. Yeah. Uh, as of today, we're doing the fourth step. So we're going through and then, uh, then having a speaker on Saturday nights. Uh, and we're just yeah, going to keep cool. this meeting going as long as we need it. And Once yeah. this is over, we'll shut it down. And who knows when that'll be, right? That's being in the moment. Well, <laughs> it's not today. You were, so hoping, we're you were hoping it was going to shut down quick. <laughs> I was hoping it was last week, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. When I think when you got into this, you know, it was uh, it's like, oh, man, we got to do it because it's always incrementally all this crap, right? Oh, we're going to close down for two weeks. And then it's like, oh, now it's 30 days. And who knows how the hell long it's going to be now. You know, I had but, a guy a couple of nights ago that started the first night. He came to the first meeting. It's been over two, two and a half weeks ago. Uh -huh. And he said, I just got out of rehab. I've been sober seven days. I was out two days out of detox and they shut the, cl the clubhouse. I have nowhere to go. I don't Dang. even have a sponsor yet. Wow. Okay. And he's somewhere up in New Jersey somewhere. So I told him, I said, hang out. I said, we've got plenty of guys here that have some longer term sobriety Guys, whoever will work with, his name was Kyle. Whoever work with Kyle, get with him. And Kyle, stay after the meeting, and we'll talk and make sure you're set. Yeah. A couple of guys started working with him temporarily. He's been back every night. He stayed sober. And uh, it's guys like that that we are doing this yeah. for. And then, then we've got the flip end of that. We've got people with 20, 30 years. We have at least six to eight people in a, every meeting that has over 20 years yeah. in the meeting. 
that share how they've been doing this all this time. And it's just really incredible that you get to meet all these people from all over the country and all over the world. We've had folks from New Zealand and yeah. and the UK and all on the meeting. It's just incredible what uh, what's going on in in that environment that we wouldn't normally have, you know? Yeah, it, it, it really is. And I, I was in the, I think it was Monday night meeting um, with the first step and it was cool to hear I don't know. There was four or five different people with over 20 years that talked about the first step. I mean, they, they, they went back to their own um, experience 20 years ago and given that up. So, and then you, and then, yeah, you had people who were in their first 30 days, you know, sharing their first or, or at least early, early recovery, first few months sharing what that looks like too. So you get a good, a good variety of that. And yeah. And thanks for asking me to share on Saturday too. If you, um, if you have that flyer, well, send me the link for it. And then if you have like a flyer, a picture of it, I'll put it up on, on, um, my social media and stuff too. And, uh, you know, hopefully people, I mean, that's, that's the thing. It's like people are having a hard time adjusting to this digital format and I get it. Like even my daughter, she didn't, she had a soccer, her, uh, her soccer team has been trying to do zoom meetings and, um, her, she got an awesome coach and he just wants to keep him connected and kicking the ball around a little bit. So you know, put the computer up on out back and they're going to do some drills. And she was pissed the other day. I'm not doing it. She was like upset. She didn't want to do it. And, uh, and she said, I just want to go back to real practice. And it's like, I get it. Like, I just want to go to a real meeting. You know what I mean? Like people want to do the same, want to do the same. They want to go be around people. We're social by nature. Um, but we have to adjust right now and, and kind of make the best of what we have. And I've been seeing them, you know, since this online meeting started, I just see more and more popping up all over the place. Like on my, on my Instagram feed, when I'm scrolling through, Hey, there's a, there's a meeting here, a meeting there. I mean, there's all kinds of, of resources out there. That's why my favorite line is just show up. That's all you got to do. Just show the heck up and, and let God do the rest. You know, there's plenty of resources. So got to do it man that's good stuff man that's good but it really is about that it's about just being available yeah yes. let go of the control we we studied the the dow this morning um there was a line from the 75th chapter that said that only those who do not cling to their life can save it it's mm, good clean clinging creates suffering and suffering creates a whole bunch of other stuff that's not fun. all kinds of crap. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> all that, and and that includes everything from uh, attachment to resisting and yeah. controlling, and all of those things. You know, is part of it. You know, and the force and the push all comes from our clinging. You know, well, our I, clinging. I can't remember if I shared this on a podcast, so please forgive me if it, if I did in the last week or two for those listening, but. Um, I, I want to say it was in a different conversation off the podcast, but one of my favorite movies, obviously a big Oakland A's fan, my favorite movies, Moneyball. Um, there's a part in there where, uh, Brad Pitt plays Billy Bean and, and Billy Bean's going over how they're going to manage this team with this smallest budget in baseball. And they're getting just stomped out by the Yankee. Everyone's got these huge, you know, uh, huge money teams and, He's dealing with some of the old uh, scouts in there that have been in, you know, they've been scouts for 30 plus years and they're trying to basically tell him like, hey, 
you do your job and let us handle ours. We know what the hell we're doing. And they finally come to a head in this meeting. And like the head scout, um, they, he kind of stays afterwards and, uh, and, and Billy Bean and him are kind of getting into it a little bit. And, uh, and Billy Bean tells him adapt or die like straight up. And he says, what? He's like adapt or die. And, and then he fires him after that because they get into it a little bit. But I've always thought that's such a good, a good line metaphorically, because if we don't adjust and if we don't learn to change, and if we don't learn to be flexible, we create that clean. We, we, we cling to those times that once were that are no longer, we're constantly changing. We're constantly evolving. Uh, that's like your analogy of the water, right? What's the analogy yeah. of the water? That's a good one. Well, the clinging analogy of that is really good because if we don't let go of what we have, we can't uh, accept and take what's coming our way. Yeah. So if we're clinging to something that's old and trying to hold on while it's trying to get away from us, then we're taking all this extra effort and energy to hold on to something that's floating away. When if yeah. we just let go, then we can grab the new thing that's coming, which we yeah. can't grab while we're grasping this old thing. Everything has a season to it. Yeah. Everything, you know, just like nature. It's funny. As you, as you were saying that last part about the, the water, I had this, this like uh, picture in my mind of a sushi boat. And I don't even know why I don't even eat sushi very rarely, but like, you know, when you sit at the table and the boat goes around the circle and what mm -hmm. if I'm trying to grab that one and I'm trying to hang on to it, I'm missing all the good new sushi that's coming down <laughs> kind of a goofy <laughs> analogy. I don't know why I thought of that, but, um, I like the, I like the, the point of that. Yeah, man, we got to learn to let go of stuff and, and not clean to it because that, that suffering is brutal. You know what I mean? It, it really is. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that is at first, it's not that difficult. Like if you're floating, I remember we, we float down the river and used to do that all the time as a kid. If you're floating down the river, you're just barely moving. It doesn't seem like there's that much effort going on, but if you grab a limb and you say, Hey, I want to, I want to stop here for a second. Just the moment you stop, you don't realize how much it takes to stay in that same place. Mm -hmm. And yeah. the longer you sit there, the harder it is. Yeah. So it's the same kind of thing. As we start clinging, start holding on to things, it gets more difficult and more difficult and more difficult uh, to, to keep holding these things that we should just let go of. Yeah. And I think too, um, just to kind of, just to kind of make sure that we say this too, you know, there's people that are going through things right now that are, that are, you know, I, I can't even imagine. Maybe it's a death. Maybe it's something that is, you know, death in the family. You, you lost someone or a, a job, like super amounts of stress. So Buddy and I aren't saying that like, oh, you just need to do it, let go of that. Like we, yeah. like there's a process for all this grief, um, emotion, um, you know, forgiveness, all that stuff that's in there. And, and, and I think this is a good kind of way to wrap this up. I think all of this stuff that we're talking about, like just, in general, or just that we're dealing with on a daily basis, at least in my, from my own experience and my own perspective, I've had to be so patient with all of this stuff. I've had to be, um, I've had to be persistent and show up, but I've had to be real patient and let God do the work. When I'm trying to do the work, it just usually doesn't, doesn't work out. Like it never works out the way I expect it, of course, but it just makes it that much more difficult. So in any process, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of patience involved in just kind of sitting back. And the best way for me to do that is to just let God take the wheel. Yeah. If I could add one more thing yeah. for me, gratitude really is a place to start because I can look back in my life 
and see things in the past that I thought were bad things mm. that I said, how in the world could this happen? And now I can see how they work to my advantage as time went on. Mm -hmm. And I can always see that gratitude always works in, to my benefit. So if I can look back at gratitude and know that I was in this straight line the whole time, I can see that I'm still in that line, whether I realize it or not. Yeah. So gratitude really gets me centered again where I need to be so I can get back to the moment and, and know that God's going to, why is God not going to take care of me now? God's taking care of me in the past. Nothing's mm. changed with God. God wasn't surprised and said, oh shit, this thing happened. I wasn't expecting it. What am I going to do? You know, that yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. So, you know, I can, I'm sure that God's going to take care of me just like he's taken care of me before. So for me, I just look at gratitude and that helps to get me recentered. I could even do a financial gratitude list and look at how God worked out my finances in the past. So I know he's going to do the same thing now. I just can't see it in the moment yeah. because my fears cloud in my judgment. I can't see it. But if I can just relax, that's really the only time I need to look backward really into the past is with gratitude. Yeah, that's good. That if I'm looking other than with gratitude, it, it screws me up. So I think I think that's a good that's a good spot to end in in the fact of we're all facing some uncertain times right now. Things are weird. Um, we're trying to do the best we can and adjust and and uh, and and make the best of what we got. We got to be grateful for what we have. And I, I would say, and this speaks for myself, like don't forget where we've been, what we've been through. Um, you know how God has taken care of us in those times. There's been so many times when. You know, Jess and I have just been like, oh, like, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to get through that? How are we going to pay that? Like, I, I mean, there's like, seriously, so many times. And and you're right, man. You just said that, like, God's never let me down. You know what I mean? And, and I haven't always been faithful in that either. It's tough sometimes when you're in the moment. But yeah. I wanted to read read one quick thing. And then, buddy, um, I'll let you take it away if you got anything else. But um, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. It's Isaiah nine, two, and I have it posted up on my, on my workbench here. And man, a lot of us have walked through some dark times and, um, there's, there's some, uh, there's some dark times that, that seem to be even right now for a lot of us, but, um, there's a light at the end. And I just want to encourage people just to stay plugged in, stay connected, uh, reach out if you need any help. There's plenty of opportunities and plenty of places to serve and, um, you know, uh, show up to meetings and, uh, you'd be surprised if you just show up what God will do with you in, in, in that moment. It's absolutely amazing. Sometimes I can't believe it, but I just want to say thank you to you for everything, man. You do a lot for the recovery community and, um, you know, just you show up all the time you're there and you've helped me immensely, man. I really appreciate our friendship. Um, what do you got, man? What, what, what can you leave us with today? Don't thanks, Shane. Uh, the only thing I would add would be, you know, in the Lord's prayer, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Mm. So we take the action of forgiving first. Mm. So for me, if I'm ever stuck or I'm in fear or I'm just in my head and I can't get out, right? It's yeah. just like, it's overwhelming. I need for me, if I look around and find someone to help something to do other than focus on me, then things start unraveling in the right direction for me. So I would just suggest if you're overwhelmed rather than praying for yourself all the time or just God help me, it should be more of God. Who can I help? Yeah. And then just put some action to your feet. Get up and go help somebody. 
do something. If it's making a phone call and checking on, you know, relatives that can't get out or doing whatever it is that you can do to help anyone around you, just put some action to your feet. Just do something rather than sitting in your own miserableness Yeah, and see where that goes. See where that goes. That's what I would add. Where, uh, where can folks reach out to you or find the meeting one more time, buddy? Um, dailyaaemails.com is a fantastic resource. Um, there's daily emails there with all of the AA uh, devotions in one email. There's a podcast there where you can get uh, those, uh, those emails uh, read with no commentary from AA members all over the world. Read that. Um, you even read a few for us. That's right. I did. Yeah. I forgot about that. Number of podcasts at the bottom of that page, different recovery podcasts. There's also a list of resources for during the pandemic now that we've added Mm. to the bottom of that page as well. So a lot of good resources there. Um, I do a, I do a podcast that we record and publish on Thursdays. It's called the Tao, T-A-O, Tao of our understanding, where we study the Tao Te Ching. Uh, and how uh, this idea of a higher power, as far as a Taoist idea of that in Taoist philosophy, really fits with our recovery. So, and that's about it. So, and then, then don't forget our meeting we're doing every night, you know, at uh, zoomaameetings.com goes directly to the Zoom link itself. So, yeah. you have to log into your Zoom account to get in for, uh, for a little security, but log into your Zoom account or go in through the Zoom app on your phone and you shouldn't have a problem. Right on, man. Yeah. And if you're listening to this on the day it goes live, uh, I'll be sharing at the meeting tomorrow, which is Saturday. So I'd love to, uh, to see you there. Um, buddy, thanks again, man. Appreciate you. Um, thanks man. Love you. Love you too, man. Uh, folks, you can go one more time to that sober Uh, there's some resources on there as well. Uh, there's some meeting finders in there. I guess that's not necessarily going to help with uh, with the live meetings at this point, but there's other stuff too. Uh, go to Instagram at Real That Sober Guy and on Twitter at Shane Raymer. Uh, thanks to Promises. Thanks to Buddy, of course. Uh, and uh, appreciate you guys hanging there. Show up. Just show up. Peace, love, respect, and keep your blood clean. <laughs>